SIW Sports. <laughs> what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, world? It's your boy, Wild Carmar in the building. You know who that guy is. Detroit Mel, the man with the grandmaster plan for the IOW Network. We putting it down. It's another episode of IOW Sports. Episode 41, we putting it down. Yeah, 41, bro, 41. We in there, we in there. But before we get into the foolery and the foolishness that I know that's bound to come out of our mouths, let's get all the house cleaning this name out the way. <laughs> yeah, this see, let's start already. <laughs> let's go. Right, let's get all that stuff out of the way so we can get down to the business. All right, going over to the website, www.ioftenwonder19.com. That's where you can get all the information of anything IOW Network related from the IOW Sports that you are watching currently. That streams every Monday and Thursday, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, the IOW Sports Late Night Owl Edition that comes to you, provided by me every weeknight at midnight, Monday right. through Friday. Um, of course, the grandmother of them all, I, uh, the I Often Wonder podcast. I Often Wonder. Yeah, check out the mug. That's where it all started, of course. Then we got Daddy Cooks coming from Philip Riddick, as well as R. Bob. L. Jeffrey Moore coming through with LJ Presents. Man, we got a lot of material coming down the line. I'm telling you, we got a great lineup coming. Uh, the uh, network and the radio station is coming. It's coming. I'm telling you, be patient. It's coming. Because when it comes, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be something to be a part of. Right, right. So if you are a content creator, jump in our emails. Hop on the IOW network train while it's still at the station. Because when this joint take off... <laughs> It's a done deal. Don't get left behind. <laughs> Don't get left behind. <laughs> all right, so since we got all that uh, good stuff out the way, um, March Madness is coming to a close. We're going to go above the rim, y'all. Is it March Madness time already? Hey, yeah. Hey, we at that point in the year. It's <laughs> That sound gets me every time. It's like it's like a it's like a nature call. It's like right. hoo hoo that time of the year. <laughs> um, so just in case anybody who hasn't been paying attention, um, March Madness is in four gear. Matter of fact, coming this weekend, we got the final four for both the men's and the women's and tournament. Yes, yeah, the men's and the women's tournament, of course. In the women's bracket, you have one seed of South Carolina taking on one seed of Stanford. And in the other matchup, you have Arizona, who's the three seed, right. facing one seed, UConn. Man, um, um, 
I watched a couple of those games, man. Hey, that UConn Bailey game. Was that's a good nuts. game. That was a good game. Good game. Of course, they missed. Then, you know, they, they missed. The, they missed the call. They missed it. They, they, I heard everybody talking about it, man. I, hey, it's on there. I think I left. I got. I got a version of it myself, so we'll see. Yeah, yeah that, let's see what they had to say about it first. It's actually to your daughter tweeted that was a foul at the end. Really? Maybe. Um, I don't think LeBron's ever won a game on a bad call by the other team, by the other officials. Do you think? I probably doubt it. I probably doubt that in his career he's ever won a game and decided to give it back because he looked at it and went, that was a foul. <laughs> so it is what it is. What did you see? I was surprised they didn't call a foul. Then write it like that. You don't need a quote from me. I've got steel shots and video from two angles. One kid hits her in the face and one kid hits her on the elbow. Just in case you didn't see it, we got the uh, actual play right yeah, here. Yeah, this is nuts. That's that's a clear foul. Clear foul. You know, I had to talk about it on 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 a, on a late night on a distant right. show, but that's a clear cut foul. That's a foul in in Ufe. That's a foul in rec league. That's a foul in any YMCA playing pickup run ball. That's a foul in 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 elementary. That's a foul playing on the little uh, playmates, little basketball goal. That's a foul everywhere. Any blacktop, that's a foul. Any any Rucker Park, that's a foul. Any 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 court in PG County down in Maryland, that's a foul. In Africa, in the new African League that they got about to come up, that's a foul. I mean, there's a foul in Europe, that's a foul in Antarctica, a foul in Alaska, uh, that's a foul in China, in France, Spain, anywhere you go, that's a damn foul. It was so much girl and girl. Bro, it was so much girl and girl contact, they probably take that clip and put it on Pornhub. It was so much contact. <laughs> Boy, that was a foul dog. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. <laughs> really, nigga? Really? I mean, can't we let the show roll over a little bit? You know what I'm saying? Before you start giving the nonsense. It's like we only six minutes in. Nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, six minutes in is too long enough for me to hold on to the fact that that is a foul. <laughs> she accosted. Look, both of them accosted that six woman. I'll appreciate <laughs> Fuck <laughs> a police report. <laughs> Shit. Say that. So many girl and girl contact. I lost the LGBT community. <laughs> Thank you, too. <laughs> the whole alphabet. Oh, no. Like, Hold on. What's going on? <laughs> titties. Right. Titties. Like, <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> oh, it's just a foul. <laughs> Bruh. But here's my thing. Okay. So. It was a foul. Yeah. At the same time, you can't the play call. Why would you? You know, she driving and pull up on two people. Yeah. So you know, what I'm saying you got you. You just put it this way. It was a men's game. Yeah. And a lot of times, have a lot of no calls in men's games when stuff like that happens, especially at the end of the game. Yeah. And then we wouldn't say nothing about it. Yeah. And <clears throat> as a player. I wouldn't even allow it to go that way. I would have called a, a better shot, kick it to the open man, you get a good look, clear look, shoot. I understand. Have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Was the foul? Yes. But you shouldn't, be, you know, don't put yourself in a predicament when it comes down to that. Yeah. That's what any kind of game. Oh, oh, oh. Let's see, let's see what Melvin said. Oh, no doubt. 
it's a foul, but you got to know the rest will not decide the game for one. <clears throat> you on the last shot, got to get a better shot than that. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, no, no. Uh, exactly what I'm saying. You're right, Melvin. Hey, what's up, Melvin? Shout out, man, that podcast. Y'all going to check them out for sure. Um, but you you bring up a good point. I mean, both you and Mel. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't put yourself in that in that situation at the end of the game of a crucial time. Right. And, you know. They had a little flop in there, too. I mean, yeah, yeah, but got a little, a little LeBron James in there. No, no, no trust. It's, it's like, uh. <laughs> but I mean, you know, come on. I mean, look, yes, it's a foul, and and yes, I believe that the ref should have called that in that moment. But I understand that they don't want to be the cause to to decide a game. But unfortunately, they did. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, um, but at the same time, what did Baylor do leading up to that? Because in that game, I was watching it. They were kind of, they were always trying to come from behind. Yeah. So you're already in behind and I get you're trying to get to at least score to at least make it even or get in the head head of the lead. Right. But, you know, what happened to the other three and a half quarters leading up to that moment? You know, they did have some turnover issues. They had a couple of bad shots and, and some bad fouls. So I you know, I get that part too. But at the end of the day, this that was an egregious blatant foul and you know it reminds me of damn near uh when the saints and the uh the rams had you know the, the no call and the oh, pass yeah, interference yeah. my point but at the same time with the saints they still had opportunities to go win that game and in this case they didn't necessarily have enough time to quote unquote get back in the game and win the game right but what exactly mistakes did they made leading up to that point you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't, you don't want to put yourself in that position. And and just kind of like what you and Mel said, the, the young lady put herself pretty much in a double-team situation. Right. So if you're double-teamed, more than likely there's somebody open, kick it out, kick it get out. a better shot, and, and maybe we're not even talking about this. And that's the point right there. You know, you have to know as a player, mm-hmm. if you're in a, a situation where you're driving, two people on you, somebody open. Yeah. Somebody is open. And that per- so you kick it to that person – you possibly could have had the game winning shot. Yeah, yeah I mean, because right. UConn missed two free throws, mm-hmm. you know, so that right there let the door open. Let the door you. open for you. Yeah. So you know you have to capitalize on that, and I think that's what they should focus on. Yeah, you can. We can go all day with this call. Yeah, yeah. But you should focus on if you get in this situation again next year. Yeah. You know, capitalize on that. What you're gonna do? Yeah, I got fix you. it. What you gonna do to I change you. it? You know, and that's what they should be focusing on as a, as a team, as a team, as a whole. I mean, you can I mean, don't take nothing away from them. They played. They had a good season. Great season. Uh, you make it to the elite eight. That's a good season. Oh yeah. You know, and you were a good team. I mean, at one time they had UConn um, down. Yeah. By ten. Yeah. Like um, third quarter, like a minute and forty six left around that time. Yeah. You talk. You call. We kind of down by ten. I mean, but it was a phenomenal was like, band, oh, though. Phenomenal band, though. Phenomenal. It was a game. good game, man. It was a good game. Now I, I gotta speak on it real quick because mm-hmm. I, I did on the on, on the late night show. Um, you know, as much as we talk about dynasties and all that stuff, right? We gotta talk about like Atlanta. like like UConn's dynasty yeah. and what Gino OEM is doing. Like this is unheard of. Like they're they're in their thirteenth consecutive mm-hmm. consecutive Final Four appearance. Right. So imagine being a a, a a young lady who plays basketball and you say, I want to go win a national championship. Go to UConn. <laughs> <laughs> you got a good chance. You, you, got a, you got a damn good chance of getting there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he's won 11 championships 
uh, over the course of his tenure. He's been at UConn since 85. His first title was in 95. Um, you know, so, you know, I, you know, different times where they giving coaches time to actually build something. Right. Um, so first titles in 95, he ran through the two thousands with, mm-hmm. the, with that UConn team. I mean, you can literally go through any WNBA roster and find a UConn, a UConn player, player on every WNBA team, you know, that's played with Gina Oriana. Pepper, Pepper, Pepper still playing. <laughs> she probably was a Husky. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm talking about Diana Taurasi. Uh, Diana Taurasi? Yeah. I think she was in Phoenix still. Okay. Yeah. But she's, even in Phoenix, she's won championships in the WNBA I, I like crazy. She's like, she's a peanut. <laughs> she's probably one of them peanut characters. That nose ain't no joke. I mean, I mean. Literally, the domination that Gino Oriam is doing, and unfortunately, it doesn't get talked about as, as much in the, in the realm of dynasty and sports, which is it kind of um, I, I don't know, I don't know if it's bias or anything, but hey, you got to give UConn uh, that that women's basketball program their props and Gino Oriam. I mean, they, dominance. That's the only word I can say when it comes to that team is dominance. Right. That program is. Uh, Melvin said it's a luxury to have a MJ or Kobe type. That can get a sh- shot anywhere from outside the paint for the game winner. Uh, number one rule: don't drive into a double team to the game winner. Bingo. That's true. Bingo. That's true. And I think that's that's what they 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 should focus more on that. Yeah. Find yeah. find a shot. You, you know, so focus more shot. on that than focus on the foul. Yeah. You no, know, you don't. Anytime you put in the ref's hand, if you you don't put, if you don't coach a game to put into the ref's hand, you, you coach them to lose. A, into a loss. Yeah, you coach them to lose. You know what I'm saying? So it. Any way you do it, you want to try to coach it where you don't put it in the ref's hand. You play to win the game. That's it. Shout out to Herm Edwards. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, this that's 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 that again, Mel being the basketball savant that he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he blatantly put it right there, right. and pretty much short few words and sums it all up right there. Right. You, you can't and put then, yourself in that position. You look at some of the players. Man. Yeah. They were knocking down them outside shots. Yeah, they was knocking down shots. So my man. thing was like. If if you're gonna do something like that, and like you mentioned earlier, drive in, kick it out, and put it in their hands. Yeah, I think uh, I think. I mean, I don't know Carrington personally, no. but it might have been an ego thing. I need. I'm gonna try to win this game. Which is funny because he had a couple of offensive charges leading up to that situation. Mm-hmm. Which is why I'm thinking, like, you know, find a different route, right. find a different way to right. get. And I know. She was probably the number one option at that point because their point guard had had went down with a thing. She had pulled a hamstring or something like that, but she couldn't come back. Right, she pulled a hamstring. Yeah, but like you got to find a different route because I mean you you putting you putting your your life in the hands of a whistle, and right. sometimes things don't get blown all the time, you know. So pause. Um, but blow I mean, that whistle, <laughs> blow the whistle. Do, 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 blow the whistle. They were looking for old too short. Blow the whistle. <laughs> Come on, man. Blow the whistle. Do, 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 do. That Stanford game is good too, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that freshman they got a Cameron Brink. Yeah, she gonna be a beast. Yeah, she gonna be a beast. I mean, heck, she's six four. You know what I'm saying? And she was blocking, yeah. tossing niggas. I'm like, get out of here. Get out of here. Hey man, but I gotta show I gotta show love to South Kakalaki. Oh, man. South Carolina. Don Staley got them got them got them ladies ball. Uh what's a Zaya Cook? <sighs> she nice with she Euro stepping on folks. You know what I'm saying? Well I love it. You Outside know what? Shot. She, she, I love nice it. it. I love it when the ladies play like the guys. Mm-hmm. Like that Euro step was pretty. Man. And, and that Zaya Cook <laughs> is nice, man. <laughs> she she was coming through the lane like <sighs> 
double pumping, double clutching. Girl. I was like, dang. She, she I mean, she was taking on women that was taller than her. Yeah, and then coming in like whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I gotta give her props, man. She nice with it. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't. I would not be upset come Sunday um, after uh, Friday night's games in the winter, women's tournament. It comes down to South Carolina and UConn. I'll mm-hmm. watch that all night because I know for a fact you're gonna get. Uh, it's going to be an iron sharper and iron right, kind of situation. Right. It's going to be the best versus the best. And there's no diss to uh, any other teams. And I kind of alluded to this earlier before, you know, filling out a woman's bracket to me is much easier. Mm. More than likely you're going to get your top seeds getting to the, to the end. And I mean, look at it. You got three number ones in. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, they kind of help prove my point. <laughs> and, and, and it's no diss to the women's sport. It's just that you don't see, your your everyday upset in the tournament like you would the men's, um, you know who who knows how they how to, the reason why but it is like that, but you know come Sunday we will have a champion in the women's tournament. On to the men's tournament right. Saturday is going to mm-hmm. go down. It's going to go down. I'm man, sorry, sorry, man. Sorry, what happened to you? I told you, dog leavers. I wasn't. Having too much faith in them anyway. So they, nah, but Dan, they, they, they came after. Nah, man, doing. they had that chance to win that game, and I don't know what that last that last uh, you play calls were um, uh, or decisions. Um, you know, I don't even. It was down most of the game, though, man. Now nah, they were. That's, they that's were. my thing. It was like, come on, man. Halftime it was down like round six, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, don't like, let it get to the last. Like, minute. turn it up. Turn it up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's I think that's one of the problems I have with them all year. They had, I mean, some of them games they did pull them out, but they allowed themselves to get down and have to come come from behind. Yeah, I hear, you. I hear. You know, but hey, it still is a good season. Yeah, good, good run, season, good season, and it's I mean, promising for next year. When's the last time? I mean, you know, not no disrespect to John Beeline, but mm-hmm. just the excitement that Juwan Howard is bringing with this team. Right. I mean, in you know, what's this is first year? Yeah. Yeah, first mm-hmm. year with Juwan Howard. You know that's a good building block to build on for oh, yeah. foundation. So, I mean, you know, and you I know. think I think him having a successful year this year mm-hmm. will bring more recruits. I think this next year they say got some good recruits coming in. Oh, why, it, why would you not want to play for Juwan? You know, what I'm saying you got he he an NBA mm-hmm. NBA player, uh, former player for the two he's playing for, and they were successful there. Yeah, so you know he has a good um, pipeline to the NBA and also a good track record in collegiate play yeah he do so you know what i'm saying that that right there is a good recruiting tool to use to recruit some of your top players hey look what i can do right come on down to michigan right. <laughs> so i come mean come over to death row yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna wait for juan howard to pull his old suge knight right recruiting tactics to come on over to the wolverines <laughs> <laughs> so i mean you know big ups to, uh, to the michigan wolverines of course great season uh good Pretty much. Oh, shout out to Roy Williams, man. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, we'll touch on that okay. in a second. Um, uh, so of course Saturday we got uh the two seed Houston uh Cougars gonna go in uh the number one seed Baylor Bears. That's right. gonna be a good game. Uh you got two athletic teams mm-hmm. who's gonna ball out. They're gonna play some damn basketball for sure. Right. I'm excited to see that game. Um Um I'm not gonna say the winner's gonna come out of that because UCLA and Gonzaga uh, the one seed Gonzaga takes on eleven seed UCLA. Um, you know, we said it. You, you know, I had I had to admit last night, man. I got to give Gonzaga the credit. You know, they mm-hmm. they shut me up. I was a, I was a huge critic on Gonzaga because you know 
time at the time they they make it to the tournament um choke it up and, and choke it up and this year is just not that um you know for me just them getting to the uh to the final four says that maybe that they're ready to share that we're not good enough mm-hmm. uh persona and they're they're ready to to make it because i mean they're not only are they winning they are just they, they beating people. down right. people I mean, you just see what they did to USC, and USC was beating down people. Mm-hmm. I mean, what they did to Kansas is just threw them out the gym at halftime. This game wasn't even close at all. Yeah, well, Gonzaga literally just said, "Oh, anything you can do, we can do better. We're gonna get your ass gone at halftime." <laughs> I mean, they were. Done. Halftime, it was just a wrap for them boys. They just couldn't do nothing. U- USC just got out man, out gun, out shot, out everything. Right. Everything, out everything. The out the tournament. <laughs> yes, they are out the tournament. Um, so come Monday, uh, when a national championship um, will t- take place, um, we'll see what happens with um, the men's tournament. Um, I actually wouldn't mind seeing Gonzaga and Baylor. I think that's what's going to be anyway. Yeah. Um, cause they had, they had, they did have a scheduled game earlier in the basketball season, which got nixed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's that matchup. Everybody was, uh, dying to see earlier in the season. We get with the national championship on the line, right? You can't beat. And right. If those two teams get together, Gonzaga and Baylor, it's going to be, like my man uh, Jim Ross say in <laughs> WWE, slobberknocker. It's going to be a slobberknocker. <laughs> I can see them knocking heads throughout that whole game. Right. Um, but kind of like what you alluded to earlier, man, shout out to the great, 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 great coach, uh, former Kansas coach, now former coach of North Carolina, Roy Williams. Uh, the news dropped today that he is going to finally hang up his coaching whistle and and and, right. and sit it down sat it down sit it down um i mean great career great coaching career for sure right um can easily go down as one of the best collegiate uh basketball coaches to ever grace the court for sure yeah um i mean the, the, I mean, na- the names are numerous that come that that have been coached by roy williams i mean even starting with mj so right <laughs> well i mean you gotta look at this um he played, I mean, he coached under the shadows of Dean Smith for Dean a while. Smith, yep. And so for him to have so many successful seasons, you know, it's a testament to his great coaching. And, he, you know, he got out, kind of like he got out of the shadows of Dean Smith. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he made his own lane. He made his own lane. Yeah, right. for sure. So that, that, that means that's a testament to, to his good good coaching. Hate to see him go out this way mm-hmm. with a losing season, with a disappointing <laughs> season. Very disappointing. You know, I mean, they they hobbled into the tournament and then and hobbled right back out. <laughs> <laughs> Wisconsin made sure. Oh, y'all niggas was hobbling. Well, how big y'all asses <laughs> on finish out. y'all off? <laughs> so you know, it, it's for for a coach like that, you like to see him go out. You know, with a winning, with a winning. I mean, he necessarily had to win a national championship, but you know, Sweet Sixteen on a good note. Eight, on a good note, you know, I something like you. that. I hear you. I hear you. But, you know, shout out to him, though. Yeah, no, no. Most, most, not most doubt. I'm not most a Carolina doubt. fan, but if I pick any team in North Carolina, I'd be a Tar Heel fan. Look, I wouldn't be a Duke fan. I can't be a can't Duke fan. Be a Duke I fan. can't be a Duke fan. Not an NC State fan. No. NC State always just seemed like they the SS Kreskies or Woolworths of the, of the bunch. You know what I'm saying? They the black sheep for the Carolina They seem like, like low-budget, you know, 
on uh, on sale. You know that kind of like. I put it to you this. I put it to you this I'm way. Good, North Carolina State is only surviving in the state of North Carolina after everybody has fallen off from Duke in Carolina. So they get the scraps left over. Right. And like Duke and Carolina says, "Yeah, you're good enough, but you know, we got all these other niggas. <laughs> Why don't you try NC State? Right. <laughs> go on to Raleigh. Come on to Raleigh. Yeah, go on over to Raleigh. I mean, you're still in state. You right. Know, yeah. We'll see. You can come watch us play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, you know, um, I mean, what, what can you say uh, about Rory Williams? What he's done for the game of basketball in the college? Um, but I was thinking about this on the way over. Mm-hmm. I think he chose to leave now is because look what's coming down the, the pipeline for the NCAA. Yeah. To me. They don't want to deal with it. No, uh, because even Mark Cronin, the coach for UCLA, kind of mm-hmm. said something uh, to this fact that, um, you know, with these certain leagues popping up, it's going to be able to provide uh, young athletes with a chance to make money for their future. To me, it, like especially the G League, mm-hmm. you know, that's pretty much what Mark Cronin was speaking about. Mm-hmm. You know, with the G League trying to develop some type of way to pay for these uh, young prospects. I mean, if you just look at how college basketball starting to roll away, mm-hmm. I'm not, and that's not me saying it's gonna completely go away. Yeah, but at the same time, if they don't make any kind of adjustments to what's coming down the pipeline. They're gonna be way behind. You know what they're gonna have to do? They they're gonna have to finally get give up off this shit and pay these players. They don't have to. Because they don't have to. You look at what uh, J. Will, Kevin Durant, and them doing. Yeah, with that, with that league. league. Yep. You know, in the G I, League, I would go straight from their league, which is high school league, yep. into the G League. Yeah. Why would I? Why would I play college? You pay for my talents. I'm gonna. Be, I'm paid in high school. Yeah. I go to G League and get paid. Hoping yeah. somebody in NBA pick me up out of the G League. So why, and, then, and then I'm gone. What are you college for? Yeah, you don't need it. You know what I'm saying? Only thing you need it for is if you wanted to go back and literally go get your education. But that's then that, that 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 speaks to a whole other discussion because even with with that, I got two degrees. Mm-hmm. I don't use neither of them. Yeah. Only thing I got out of that is a dick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Same here. Whole so bunch so of my debt. thing is like <laughs> a bunch of that. So my thing is like, you know, as a player. And I'm evaluating my situation Yeah. as an athlete, mm-hmm. you know, so whatever sport it is. But since we specifically talk about basketball as an athlete, I'm looking at, okay, I can get into this league with Kevin Durant now. Mm-hmm. Especially if I know I'm a, a top prospect. Top prospect for sure. You know, then I can go here to the G League. Get paid. Get paid. Toughen up my game. Toughen up my game. Yep, yep. Go to the NBA. That's if I'm, not, I'm a top prospect and not good enough to go to the NBA. Yeah, I hear you. So... But even why if, would I go to college? But even if you're on the cusp, right. like still go to yeah. go to the little league, so develop I, yourself, go to the G League, develop more, and then be ready for the for right. the NBA. So why would I go to college? Yeah. I mean, and think about it now. No, you're right. You're even right. with jobs now, you're right. There's a lot of jobs that now, if you have the experience and a couple of certificates, you can get the job. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still feel me out, like, you know, being a scientist or something like that. Yeah, you I have to go to school, but. In general sense, yeah, there's a lot of jobs you can get without a college education. And then with the invention of not invention, but with um, online um, co- online colleges, yeah, online um, school and trade, school and trade, yeah, and with the online like you being a YouTuber and stuff like that, yeah, it's it's kids that never went to um, barely went to high school and then went to college. Yeah. Is making multi multi million dollars. dollars. Yeah, you're right. You know what I'm saying? So 
college, college, the college um, route. Route. What I'm not gonna say, but the college format needs to change. College needs to restructure the way they do things, restructure how they do things. Because if not, they are gonna be far behind. Well, honestly, with with these various leagues that are beginning to form, that are saying and willing to pay, that drives up your talent pool. Right. Period. I mean, and this is why I think Mark Cronin pretty much made this statement about he hating the, the fact that the G League and all that shit is because he recognizes that his talent pool is starting to dry up, and and, and the process is beginning. I mean, one of them started the process. Well, yeah. I mean, think about it. You knew, in the general sense, three to four years you got a player. You can build off of that. Back in the days, of course. Yeah. You can build off that. You say, okay, I got, I got, if I got to take Kentucky, you know, with John Calipari, you know, he was getting good talent in and he, and say, say that before, because he, he kind of started that one and done thing, but say they was in the four or three year thing doing his run. Yeah, yeah. He think, he can think in his mind, okay, I got top talent here. Yeah. I got at least three, four years of a paycheck, three, mm-hmm. four years of a good run. You know, three, four years possibly getting a championship. Getting a championship. Yeah. You no, know, versus when that one and done start taking off and start some in Kentucky. Yeah. That, you know, you only got one chance and that's it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The M&M effect. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like. You only got one shot. Your, one shot, man. Mm-hmm. Your moment. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You better get it. <laughs> so that that's it, man. It's like, and it's made it harder at that time to build a program. Now, here comes. Leads that's gonna pay high school players. Leads that's gonna that you can jump over college and go into and get paid. That's really gonna damp because my, my as an athlete. So we only dealing with athletes. Yeah. As an athlete, I'm playing basketball first because I love the sport. Mm-hmm. Second, my hope is to go to the next level to get paid. Get financial gain. It, it, it's a profession. Yeah. It's a you job. Know? It's a job. Yeah. It's a profession. Yeah. So why would I? Why would I halt my profession? That's like going on vacation for four years, but the job ain't paying you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Why would you do that? No, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, the vacation may be fun. I might, I might have a good time, but while I'm, while I'm in Hawaii, I can't buy nothing. You know what's going to suck? It's going to take away your top prospects from the game of college basketball, and then you, you're college left. Basketball going to be the G League. Yes, you, you're <laughs> going to be you're going to be left with those one, two maybe three-star recruits who got some talent, but they need some development. Right. And then at that point, it's no longer about the talent that can carry your team to whatever championship you could possibly Man, aspire college, to get. College is going to be a glorified AAU. Yes. It's going to get to the point That's where it's, it's going to get to the point where the best coach that can outcoach the other coach is going to be the champion. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to make coaches get to the nitty-gritty, the, 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 the meat and potatoes, the foundation of actually coaching and developing players at that point, it could be a gift and a curse because you don't have that talent to fall back on like you would back in the day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's the reason why Roy Williams was like, Hey, it's time for me to, to, to step, aside. step aside. He's been, he's been coaching 33 plus years. He's getting up there in age. I'm pretty sure he wants to spend time with the grandbabies mm-hmm. and, 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 and his kids and right. his family and all that, which is of course one great reason to step aside. But right. I personally think that he stepped away professionally because 
the, the scene of college basketball is is literally at the genesis of a huge change. Yes. And why why even you already saw the struggle he had this year. You know what I'm saying? Rough, why why you're a Carolina fan. <laughs> that was rough. rough. You know what I'm saying? So why even put myself in that that emotional strain and, and, and emotional toll to even just deal with another repeat season on what we just went through. So I personally think that he stepped away because he's foreseen the change on the landscape of college basketball. You know, I'm just, I'm just a man talking shit. You know, I'm not, I'm, I don't know for sure his reason for, for leaving. I'm just guessing right. that, you know, cause me personally, if I was a coach, I'm like, shit, man, the talent pool is starting to dry up in, in this giant. Do I want to, do I, do I want to deal with this? Right. Because not only being a college coach, you're dealing with pressure. Now you're talking about dealing with pressure from boosters, your AD, your fan base. Why aren't you winning? Why aren't you winning? Well, well, give me some fucking talent. I'll win. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I just think that it was just time for him to be like, you know, it, it's my time. So, again, shout out to Roy uh, Williams. Um, on the NBA front, oh, man. So, the, you know, my Lakers. We finally get Andre Drummond, man. Mm, mm, mm. So we finally get him, and you know my 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 freak out meter went down. It went down, you know, and, and now it's back up again. Because <laughs> in in the debut for Andre Drummond last night against the Milwaukee Bucks for the L.A. Lakers, literally, my guy, Andre Drummond, left the game early with a toe injury. Right, and I'm just like. You're right, sincere. College basketball ain't what it used to be. Yeah, that was crazy, man. Bruh, I'm over here. I'm over here thinking like Andre Drummond. You, bruh, you barely been with the team for for a couple of days, and you already hurt, bruh. All right, you, you were supposed to help us maintain the ship from sinking while our two captains are out, now and out. now he out and. We don't, you know, uh, I haven't seen any information on the totality of the injury or, or the time frame that Drummond's going to be out. But I'm like, man, we can't win. <laughs> like, damn. They're all against us. But uh, something, <laughs> something, the, the forces in, in the base, in the basketball gods it, it are just against my Lakers because how the hell we literally was trying to get Andre Drummond. And, and look. I need to say this because Andre Drummond wasn't going to be the savior for the Lakers. We get that. We understand that. But he, what he brings, he brings 17 and five re, uh, uh, points per game. So 18 points per game. Right. He's bringing in at least 14 rebounds per game. There's, this is what he's averaging. Mm-hmm. Any team can use that. Right. And especially a team who's floundering right now without his two captains is something that we needed to just stabilize the insanity. Just stabilize. We don't need you to be Michael Jordan the Great and try to help the Lakers, you know, make it through the the, the last 25 games of the season until AD and, and LeBron gets back. We didn't need that. We just need to stabilize the insanity. And now he gone. I, I my goodness, <laughs> I I don't even know what to what to what to really even talk and the words to to express the uh, disappointment. Well, I would say this: the, the silver lining is. It's a toe injury. It's not at least it's not a Achilles or anything like that. I get you, but you know I mean, toes. Toes can toes toes can be 
bad. It could be a pain in the motherfucker. Right. As Deion Sanders about toe injuries. <laughs> so hopefully, like I said, it's something that he come back and recover from. Cause that'd be messed up. You get him and he out for the season. Like damn. Nigga, you better cut that see, but, see, but this is what I'm saying with, with the with, with I'm hoping that, you know, because I was I was watching the game live and he was kind of making a, an expression that mm-hmm. I guess his um the top of his big toe toenail came off or Ooh. something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, you know, I hope I'm hoping it's something minor like that. Right, right. You know, maybe a week out, maybe two weeks max. Right. And by that time, you know, AD's talking about coming back in that same time frame too. Right. And then, you know, who knows when LeBron's going to be back? Probably another month or so. But I'm like, damn, we just can't get right. See, I knew it was fucked up once Jared Dudley got hurt, man. <laughs> <laughs> the savior of the lake is Jared Dudley got hurt with his fucked up MCL, and that was the end of it, bro. <laughs> but I'm like, God damn, can't catch a break. Can't catch a break. So we'll, we'll see how the Lakers uh, manage this whole injury crisis that they're going through right now. Um, I mean, just as long as they just don't let the seat, uh, the ship sink, because the the the, the playoffs is, is different this year with the NBA. So the the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth are playing like the little playing tournament. Right, right. So if, if you're the seventh seed and you win the seventh versus eighth seed matchup, you're automatically in the playoffs, and then uh, the loser of that faces the ninth and tenth seed. Right. And then they'll play that winner, and then that determines the eighth seed. So I mean. I I I want the Lakers to avoid that at all costs. Don't go past the six seed. Just don't go past the six seed. Like I, I know it's going to be some trying times just for the rest of these next couple of weeks. Just don't go past the six seed and we we be all right. <laughs> just just hang on, Lakers players. Especially that damn Kaya Kuzma with his old fucking Q-tip uh, blonde hair. That dude looks weird. I don't know what the hell. Um, I'm still looking He's trying for, to express himself, man. Man, ex- express yourself <laughs> to some buckets because I need him to – he he wanted this moment. Oh, it's my time to shine. I got my extension. You know, I'm going to show the Lakers what I got. Okay, well, win. I'm yeah. waiting for you to show up. Um, I mean – It's coming. It, well, it need to it, – it, <laughs> no, it need to be here, not coming. It, it need to already be here. Uh, so, damn. Damn, damn, damn. Can't catch a break. Um, Speaking of injury. Yeah. <laughs> James Harden, man. He left last night's uh, Nets Rockets games with the um, uh, some hamstring the tightness. The hammy. Look, man, the hamstring is, is, is one muscle that you you got to be real cautious about. Right. Um, now, the ramifications of this right now don't seem too bad because you still have Kyrie that can carry some weight. Mm-hmm. Till, you know, his hamstring heals up, right? Which you shouldn't rush back. So, but they're in a pretty good position. So, yeah, yeah, take, you're in a good position. Take your time. Take your time. Don't rush back and get gear up for the playoff. Yeah. It, am I missing something? I feel like Kevin Durant's injury is a lot worse than what they're perceiving to be. I thought about this. Well, I thought about it two ways. Maybe it is, and then maybe they just saying, you know what? James is pulling us until the injury. James is doing pretty good. Yeah. Send him out as long as you can. Don't so rush him back. Don't rush him back. Now I hear you. Because, you know, the worst thing you do is rush him back. You mm-hmm. get re-injured. Yeah. Then you're out for the season. Then you can't. You know what I'm saying? Now you do that. Yeah. <laughs> that blows your chances. Pass the trade deadline. You can't get nobody. So. No. <laughs> and that waiver pool is drying up. I seen the meme say, uh, they, they, 
They done uh, got Allen Iverson so he can get him a ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, y'all, y'all going in on these niggas. Hey, whatever. I bet you AI would do it. I said, uh, suit up real quick. The Booker Nets has Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> they signing everybody. They signed Jesus to a contract. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bless these Nets like, in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let me park this court. <laughs> Dunk. <laughs> I mean, so you know, I, you know, as a basketball fan, I'm not freaking out so much about the James Harden injury, right? Just you know, with them being, of course, in the East, um, which is, it, you know, it it is tough, but compared to the West, not so much. You know, you you still have a, a giant in Kyrie of a name and a mm-hmm. baller right. that can still maintain it. I mean, you still have a solid bench. I mean, they got shooters all over the place. Joe right. Harris shoots lights out. Mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson. I mean, um, I forgot other boy's name uh, that shoots. Uh, not Karis LeBray. He's not even on there anymore. Um, <laughs> I, uh, uh, Lambert. Uh, him. Uh, Shamrick. Lambert. Uh, something like that. One of them guys. Yeah, that that, that motherfucker. Um, you know, so they, they at least got three shooters. Uh, you still got a couple of big bodies with uh, – uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, which is weird. He didn't play the last two games with the Nets because of rest. And I'm like, you didn't get enough rest. You've been resting on the Spurs <laughs> sideline for like Long. almost two months. Like, what you mean rest? <laughs> so I was a little confused by that. So, uh, you know, you get Lamarcus Aldridge. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, get him acclimated. Um, DeAndre Jordan. Uh, he's already been with the team. Right. Blake Griffin, get him acclimated. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so, the Nets hey, be all right. Is that nigga walking on the water? <laughs> <laughs> he walking on the Gatorade? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Game. Jesus. Right. <laughs> like, just floating. Floating right. to, the, to, the, to the goal. Bam. Bam. Uh, don't shoot that myself. Don't, no, sir. <laughs> no, no, no. 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 <laughs> So look, I know Nets fans are gonna to want to freak out, but just right. just relax. Stop signing people. Yeah. I mean, we talked about it with the whole super team mm-hmm. thing. I'm not a, I'm not offended that they signing everybody. I don't care. At the end of the day, they gotta win. You know, because right. all you're doing is building up pressure on yourself to win, and you gotta win. You gotta you, win. You're signing all these former all stars, it ain't gonna mean shit if you get bumped out the first or second round. Right. It ain't going to mean shit. Or they all get hurt. Yeah, and they all getting hurt. It ain't going to mean shit if you don't make it to the final. So I'm not too stressed about that whole super team build. I'm, I'm, You know, we talked about it, so I'm not tripping about that. But I think they are definitely, definitely, definitely in a different position from the Lakers. Right. I Look, my freak out meter went, went sky high when AD got hurt. Then it calmed down a little bit once I saw that the Lakers really didn't lose a lot of traction. And then it went sky high again when LeBron got hurt. And then it went back down just a tab. It went on a roller three. coaster. <laughs> Emotional roller coaster, right. bro. I, I feel like I feel like this I feel like I feel like I'm part of a like like a, a day show, like like days <laughs> of our lives and shit. Like just emotional roller coaster up and down with this right, Lakers right. shit. So um, you know, definitely in a different position for the Nets than the Lakers are. So um, we'll see what happens with that. But as you guys know, it is opening day, y'all. I'm, 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 hey, I'm, hey, I'm full baseball gear on. You know, even though my team probably ain't gonna do nothing this year, I don't care. I stay repping. It's baseball time. Take me out to the ball game. 
Bodies of penis and cracker jacks. <laughs> now, I love baseball, so, you know, it might be a little foreign, uh, little sport to the majority of y'all, but I love baseball. Right. Um, I mean, I played, that was my first sport before football. Matter of fact, okay. I played from literally like T-ball all the way up to high school. So, mm-hmm. like, and baseball was my joint. Um, Francisco Lindor. Yeah. Man. Got the bag. Yes, he for did. the New York Mets. Man signed a ten year three hundred and forty one million dollar contract. Golly. Yeah. And just in case you guys don't know, bat uh baseball and basketball are the only two sports that have fully guaranteed contracts. Right. So after that ten years ends up, Francisco Lindor had made three hundred and forty one million dollars. He's gonna see every ass penny of that. Whew. Third largest contract in Major League Baseball mm-hmm. history. That's big. Biggest contract ever given to a shortstop. But guess what? This man is worth it. If if, if you don't know who Francisco Lindor, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, go YouTube, watch his highlights. The guy's the closest thing to uh, uh, Ozzy Smith, man. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a magician. Right. Like, uh, Ozzy Smith is nice. Oh, He's real nice. Oh, my gosh. In any ground ball or, or hit towards the shortstop area, and, and go ahead and, and assume yourself out because <laughs> um, he, he's he's like a vacuum. Anything in his radius is getting uh, just just gobbled up by. Yeah, his. You know they had a great team back then. Yes, great coach. Yes, yes. I'm actually surprised that the Indians were so willing to trade Landor in the offseason. Uh, maybe they uh, maybe they were. And prepared of this contract that he just got, they mm-hmm. couldn't pay it. Couldn't pay it. That's that's probably my only thought why they sometimes, didn't make that happen. Sometimes that happens, man. Yeah, and it yeah. sucks. And it sucks. But better mess than the Yankees. <laughs> Yankees would have paid him. Oh no! Oh, Yankees would have paid him for sure. And then the, the Indians would have to see him every year. <laughs> remember me? Yeah, remember me? <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to pay me. Right. Now you get to lose to me. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's it's just a different ball game with. But you know what? I just thought about this. The Yankees were a super team before people talk about the super team in the NBA. Well, to their to their uh, credit is because they were smart enough to know that in Major League Baseball, there's no cap. Oh yeah, it, I mean, I'm not, I'm not. Yeah, I know, I know how they done it. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, but you know, I mean, they took advantage of the rules. Yeah. There's no cap. Oh wait, yeah, you, you think can, about you, you can think pay about whatever. Some of the Yankee teams, man. Mm-hmm. Oh no, shit. It's, it was like the Yankees be like, whoever they want, oh, come on over. Yeah, here. come on over. We got the money. <laughs> we got the money. Anybody, come on. I mean, that's the difference what you got between Major League Baseball and NFL. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the, the glaring difference, of course, there's no cap. Right. But when you got small market baseball organizations who mm-hmm. can't afford to field their pay players right. like the Yankees, who mm-hmm. your budget is astronomical. Right. You know, same with the Dodgers. Their budget mm-hmm. is astronomical. But here's the thing, though. I always wondered this. I often wonder. Mm-hmm. Shameless book. Yeah. Um, How is it that teams like the Dodgers, large market team, never do the same thing the Yankees do? They don't really get out there and pay players like that and grab these players up and put them on a team and have a quote-unquote super team. It seems like the Yankees 
Now, I will say a lot of teams are starting to do it more than mm-hmm. they used to back in the day. At one time, it's like only Yankees were doing it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they, but the Yankees always had the bread for it. Right, I'm saying, but <laughs> yeah. Dodgers is a large market team. Yeah. I mean, tickets to get Dodgers Stadium are not cheap. Well, first of all, the Dodgers are actually just now coming around to winning again. I mean, that's true. But, but, but my point is, though, before last had, year's World Series, yeah. when's the last time they I'm, won? I understand that. Okay. I'm saying, but the money still was there. Yeah, it is. You know what I'm saying? It the is. money still was there. Now, they may not. Their budget may not be as large as the Yankees, but they got enough money to do the same thing. No, they or do. Or something similar. No, they do. You know what I'm saying? Because the ticket sales alone at Dodger Stadium is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, the, the cost of living in L.A. is ridiculous. ridiculous. So, it's like everything is more expensive out there, so they're bringing in money. No, they are. Compared to, like, you know, a smaller market team, Cleveland, Detroit, like that, that's not, they'll have that kind of capital coming in. Yeah. So, my thing is, like, but you don't really see the Dodgers doing that. Who has the potential to do it? I mean, the Padres too, really. In some, in some. Oh, oh the Padres. They got a nice team now. I'm just saying, but in some, reg- I'm saying, in some regards, they almost has a similar type um, ability to do that. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, but it, and here's here's, I guess, kind of an answer to your question. Mm-hmm. When you think about all of the the money that the Yankees spend, is because they still have enough money left over to pay for the luxury tax mm-hmm. after the facts. Right. So if they got a, a yearly budget, they still have enough money to cap everything after that's overflowed. Right. And most of those uh, small market teams don't like, right. I'll say it like this. So when my, when my Royals won the world series in 2015, mm-hmm. after going in 2014, majority of those players that were on that team were on Ricky contracts. Right. So you, you you play baseball for at least a minimum of of six years major league baseball service. Mm-hmm. You're not talking about your service you spent in the minor leagues, right? But MLB service, mm-hmm. and so you get to hold on to these players for a minimum of at least six years, right? And so with the losing franchise that the Royals were, majority of those players were top picks mm-hmm. early in the draft, and right. then by the time they finally uh, matured it and maturized into a team, you know, you can't pay everybody. Mm-hmm. Look at the roster right now of that that was on that 2015 World Series team. Only one player's left. Right. Uh, Salvador Perez, our catcher, only one left. Mm-hmm. I mean, lost Eric Hosmer, all-star first baseman. Lost Lorenzo Cain, all-star mm-hmm. center field. Lost Mike Moustakis, all-star third baseman. Right. Um, you know, go down the line, Alex Gordon, uh, left field, retired. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't. Uh, they can't afford to pay all these players, right? You know, because once the, once that six years of service is mm-hmm. done and they're up to actually be considered a free agent, mm-hmm. they can't pay them. <laughs> right, right. And, that, and I understand that. That yeah. speaks to the small market teams. Yeah, I'm talking about. You got to catch lightning in the bottle as a small market. Yeah, team. yeah. That, that speaks to a small market team. But why other teams like like um, Dodgers? Don't do the same thing. Well, we don't have to do the exact same formula, but you don't see them really pulling out all those players in. And maybe it's, just, it's a, a, I'll, a style. I'll, thing. I'll, I'll put it to you like style. this. They've always played or paid players like the Yankees. Yes. But then take into account, like you said, the cost of living to mm-hmm. L.A. Which one's going to be cheaper for me to play? Uh, play in L.A. or New York? I mean, they're both expensive, but when you talk about probably – uh, state and property taxes it might be a little bit cheaper in New York, but either way, mm. um, you're looking at 
by the time they even make a decision which team to play on, if they haven't decided, because even Boston was doing it too, mm-hmm. was building, and now you see Boston's in a reverse uh, mindset because right. they used to play. I mm-hmm. mean, used to pay players like crazy. Now right. they're like, fuck it, we're not going to keep just throwing money out and not mm-hmm. win the championship no more. So their kind of mentality is kind of reversed a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you, you're talking about um, just their payroll is so high. And you still have to feel the better team. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. The, the Dodgers can can pay whoever they want. And this is what they kind of – their shortcomings have been playoffs, mm. just period. They've gotten to the World Series, but they weren't the better team. Mm-hmm. When Houston knocked them off, right. they were far in, you know, the better team. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So um, as much – and this is what I'm saying when it comes to building a super team – Kind of in basketball, mm-hmm. you can bring in whoever, but at the end of the day, if you don't win, it's meaningless. Right. So, but luckily, the, the Dodgers finally got over the hump since what it was like eighty eight since the last time they won. Mm-hmm. I mean, almost like thirty thirty five years. So, um, I mean, they're favored to win it again. You look know good. what I'm saying? They do um, look good. They do look good. Of course. But then the Padres do too. Hey, the Padres went nuts. First of all, real good. They, you know, I mean, smart move getting. Fernando Tatis Jr. Mm. signed, and they signed him only a one year into his MLB service. They was like, right? It's like, nah, fuck that. We just gonna sign you now. Go ahead and get him. Yeah, and, and this is what you know. And I think that's what's different with the with baseball is you're able to make that decision. Do I sign him now mm-hmm. and and make sure that he's my corner piece when he's young, right? Because he's like 21, 22, or maybe even twenty. I, I think still young as shit, right? Sign him a, a one year into his service, and just like, nah, we ain't even gonna let you sniff free agency in five <laughs> years. Nah, bro, you are for 13 years. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's smart. It, 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 oh, yeah, it's smart. It's so, smart. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, uh, go ahead. No, no, baseball has taken off today. Uh, the Yankees uh, are playing right now as we speak. Blue Jays, yeah, they, they're getting against the Blue Jays. Um, they were up, uh, I didn't see the, the score, but. Even even your tigers are looking good right now. Looking good yeah. right right, right now, now. <laughs> cause it's opening day. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see we'll see what happens in a month and see where they at. They don't have a good team. Nah. They got. I told we said talked about it earlier. I give them a C plus. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of the players they have, you have to. They a lot of wait and see players. Yeah. You know, if if they do this or if they develop into that, yeah, they can have potential to build an, a good team. Man, they're playing in the snow in Detroit, man. Yes, that's <laughs> get, not, get a home run right. in the snow. <laughs> but uh, the Mets, I mean, I mean, not the Mets, uh, the Dodgers and the, and the Rockies. Yeah, you got the Dodgers and Rockies that's, at 4 o'clock. Right. Of course, my Royals play at 4 o'clock, so uh, I'm going to probably be sneaking in watching that <laughs> while we film our After Wonder podcast. And then uh, the Mets and the Nationals. Uh, Matching Nationals actually got postponed due to, oh, to Corona. I forgot about that. Yeah, they right. did, they Take did. I did see that coming. That's one thing I'm I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Because they're letting fans in the stadium now. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like last year when they had that Corona shortened 65 game uh, yeah, season. They played a lot. They played a lot of games. Yeah, and so that's a lot of people in and out of that stadium a lot of times. Uh, bro, you're talking about so it's, it's, it's one sixty two one sixty two games. So you pretty much so, so split that in half eighty one. Right. 81 at home, 81 so, on the road. So, it's 81 times someone's coming in and out of that stadium. 
that's a it's a lot of content, a lot of exposure, a lot of exposure. I don't, I, you know, I mean, and, and Texas is talking about they're going to like, nah, fuck it, full go, whatever. Yeah, well, Texas now. <laughs> I'm sorry, they, they, some of the stuff they doing in Texas is like, right, what's wrong with y'all? They doing some dumb stuff. Hey, but on some real shit, and, and not to backtrack, it kind of goes back to what Kim Bowkey was talking about with Baylor, the coach. Oh. Mm-hmm. You know, we didn't really touch upon it, but mm-hmm. we'll probably say that for another show. She said, "Dump, dump the testing for, for uh, we'll probably we'll discuss that on Monday though, because mm-hmm. we'll see how the women's how the women's tournament and the men's tournament kind of factors right um, going going forward. Um, we only we only had one team pull out of, of both tournaments, so um, we'll talk about that later. But right. it's that time of the show, my brother, my brother, my brother. It's the time of that show." Say with chest, little ass nipple. Man, we need to put that on the shirt, man. If, if, I don't know if we can though. That's already you had to look into. Or say that. with your chest. Yeah, that's like that's Captain Hearts. Or, or or shit, just get it off your chest. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, um, see. We'll, we'll talk with Forty. Forty just just did a. He's got all of his equipment for t-shirts. So. Oh really? I saw his little album card. He yeah. To me. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we'll 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 get into that. But anyway. I just want to highlight Hersey Miller. Yes. Hersey Miller, if you don't if you don't recognize the last name, is the son of Percy Miller. Hersey Percy. Get it? Who is Percy Miller? Yeah, Percy Miller, a.k.a. Do, do the Don Dada, a.k.a. Uh-huh. the King of the South, uh-huh. a.k.a. Make a Saint, uh, make a Saint, na na na. Ice Cream Man. The Ice Cream Man. <laughs> Master P himself, Percy Miller. That's his son. The hooker. Yeah, the hooker. Holly, <laughs> if you hear me. Um, his son is going to Tennessee State. My mama, HBCU. My, aunt, my cousin and them. Yeah. My friend and my cousin and them. I'm, I'm a <laughs> My neighbor. All oh, a lot of people go to Tennessee State. Bro, I, I think it, it's a good look for that, for Tennessee State for sure. Um, you're talking about um, the son of a very high prolific individual in Percy Miller, right. who's going to, I'm pretty sure is going to be present at some basketball games for sure. But it's, it's almost not quite to this uh, degree of Deion Sanders going to Jackson state, but it does have some effect because he was getting offers from big schools. Right. He was getting offers from like LSU, Vanderbilt, uh, mm-hmm. big SEC schools. He chose to go to Tennessee State. I'm telling you, the, the movement is happening. It's taking place, not just in football. Now it's transitioned to basketball. Let's see if it goes to baseball. Let's see if it goes to any other sports. Like that, the water that Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any other uh, sport that, that, that the Negroes play. Yeah. Uh, the space tournament. Yeah, if there's a space <laughs> tournament going on, and you know, we're bringing it back to right. HBCUs. And, you know, I love it because we've talked about it a million times mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. HBCUs were the original pool of talent. Right. They got plucked from the big schools, and then you left with just uh, skeletons at HBCUs. Now the talent's coming back. Mm-hmm. So I love it. Um, so shout out to Hershey Miller. Um, I saw the saw the clip. He pretty much made that decision all on his own, mm-hmm. and you know he's got the backing of his of his pops. And right. It's, and for Tennessee State, that's a good look. A good look because he's gonna be on that campus. It's gonna bring it's gonna bring some cameras. It's gonna bring some eyes. Mm-hmm. So Tennessee State now has the opportunity to capitalize on it and help build HBCU. So I love it. Chill, chill. Say it with your chest. Little ass nigga. 
So, mine is going to be a little outside of sports. I'm going to tie it back into sports. Okay. So, I saw the little Nas X thing with the shoes and mm-hmm. everything. And I saw all the stuff on TV and social media. Everybody talking about, you know, oh, my God, it's got the drop of blood in the soles and the satanic shoes. And, and you know, I understood. And I, and I listened to his explanation why he did it. I understand where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. But that, but my thing is, this is not about him. Yeah. What really caught my eye is that Nike is suing the company that made those shoes. That made the sh- well, not really. They didn't really make them. All they did was customize them. Yeah, which has been happening forever. For years forever. <laughs> He's been customizing their shoes for years. I mean, but all of a sudden. Just because this particular customization gets negative publicity, now Nike wants to say, "Oh, we don't have a part of that." Mm-hmm. When people are customizing their shoes and and everybody's liking them and putting them on social media, Nike is quiet. Yeah, you hear number crickets. Chirp, 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 chirp. <laughs> <laughs> and my thing is, is another example of big corporations mm-hmm. pushing their weight around on people. Okay, you know. And my thing is, I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> I'm tired of seeing it. And, and we, the consumers, don't realize the power that we have to stop some of this. Yeah. You stop buying Nike. Yeah. You know, why Why people buy more Nikes than Adidas? Oh. Why, you know what I'm saying? Because such and such is wearing them. Yeah. You know, so-and-so is wearing them. Influence. You know, if you really stripped out each shoe, and if you take the swish off that and take the stripes off Adidas, you know, would you really buy that shit? Either or. You know, we automatically say, oh, those Nikes. Or when you call them Nikes, sometimes those LeBrons. You know what I'm saying? Oh, those the Jordan such and such. You know, those the so-and-so and such and such. And we don't really, you know, we know they're Nike shoes, but we, we, we attach the name to the shoes. And so those names weren't attached to those shoes. Some of those Nikes probably wouldn't even sell. I saw, and I'm going to tie this into it. I'm going to tie it into sports, and I'm going to shut up. <laughs> I saw the uh, the CEO of Delta Airlines. Uh-huh. He spoke out against what Georgia was doing with the voter rights and all that stuff. Here's my thing. To that CEO, yeah, it looks good, but all you're doing is giving you good publicity. If you really want to do something. Yeah. Pull your company out of Georgia. Mm. You really want to do something, you know what I'm saying? Do take push your weight around to stop that vote. Mm. So those corporations, you have power to do something. Then people on the other end, we have power to do something. NBA, take Nike off of your uniform. Yeah. Tell them we're gonna endorse Adidas. You know, if you're gonna if you're gonna push around a little man, because Nah, they need to have like Percy Miller and his shoe company. Hey, there you go. <laughs> but my thing is like this: well, however you feel about Nas X and what he done, he still he still is a possible consumer of your product. Mm-hmm. You know, NBA, MLB, NFL, whatever. Yeah, him and anybody who's around him, 